Hey, queens. It's me. What? Oh, am I supposed to say something? I don't know. I just wanted to say that. Test, oh. test, test. Oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome to episode nine of Two Servings of Fruit. Nine? Nine. We're almost Jeez. in the double digits. Oh my God. Should we do something crazy for episode 10? Like what? Get blackout and then record. Honestly? <laughs> that'd well, be I a fun that's one. kind of funny. I think that'd be, we should do a drunk episode. Oh, literally. That'd okay. Be so fun. Maybe not next week. I mean, we'll see. The, we, we can we do were... what? Drunk episode and then we can do an episode on, um, abusing substances. Oh, no, 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 actually. That's... Mm, scrap that from the record. <laughs> that's not happening, actually. Um, today's topic is... What is it, Liam? Gay clubs. Clubs, clubbing. Club, club, clubs. Gay. Clubbing. That's when you, um... Take a baseball bat and you go beat people up in the street. And if you're a gay person, it's gay clubbing. Oh. Not clubbing gay people. Gay people clubbing other people. Straight people. Wait, should we be more conversational? These are the... Fe- this is the feedback I get from our listeners. Is what? We should be more personal and more conversational. More personal? <laughs> more personal? <laughs> yeah, more personal, apparently. More personal. We're not sharing. I literally... Yeah. I feel like I overshare on this. Well, that's just the feedback I'm getting from our fans. Who is that? Your mom or? (laughs) (laughs) No, she doesn't know this exists and I plan on keeping it that way, actually. So, how are you, Liam? I'm fucking dope as hell. Got my coffee. Wait, they don't need to hear it. They need to hear it this time. It's a beautiful day. We are spending it inside a closet. See, now that we've addressed that we have to be more conversational, I can't even converse. I have nothing to talk about right now. I'm out of things. So that's what you get for your fucking feedback. Me taking honest, constructive criticism negatively? Yeah. Remember episode one where Liam was identified as defensive? <laughs> weird, it's the weirdest shit. You can't shit. just sing it. Like, you know, like say, like, we're doing weird shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're doing weird shit of the week. Cue jingle. you've ever seen this week yeah welcome to weird shit of the week the week the week 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 okay um, you go first because mine is less weird just topical and i think we'll take up a discussion oh i'm so excited for yours mine is um fox news yet again love that place florida woman found naked and storm drain was missing for three weeks and she got lost in tunnel during swim She went for a swim in a tunnel, I guess. I really don't know. Either way, was she in the tunnel for three weeks? I haven't actually read this, but um, (laughs) the headline alone is just really, really, really awesome. There's a photo of her getting taken out of this drain. So many firefighters. The caption on the photo is, Only a pair of scuffed, bloody knees can be seen of the victim before she's loaded onto a stretcher en route to a hospital for medical treatment. Okay, so, I need to know more. Um, I think she was literally down there for three weeks, so... Where was she swimming? I don't even know. She became trapped after exploring a tunnel she found while swimming in a canal near her boyfriend's house. And after several turns in the tunnel system, she told police she became lost. 
She literally became a sewer person. Why would I'm she assuming explore any a sewage tunnel, tunnel? I'm assuming any tunnel. Well, who is, is swimming tunnel? along and they see a sewage tunnel and well, this say, is Florida. Let me <laughs> let me go that way. Um, it's Florida. I feel like when in Rome, you know what I mean. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, she could have been fucking eaten by an alligator. They've got big gators in Florida. In the sewage. I don't know if it was sewage. I'm just assuming it was. I feel like it wasn't. I feel like they would mention that. She she would reinstitute the Black Plague if she was in a sewage tunnel. For three weeks. What was she eating? Dirty, <laughs> dangerous. There's snakes, rats, garbage, <laughs> dirt, and leaves. Anything that's on the street that washes into a sewer and it smells terrible. It's a sewer. <laughs> it's a sewer. <laughs> it says right there. Holy fuck. For three weeks. I feel bad for her, but also what the hell is going on? What? That's there, scary. That is kind of scary, right? You know what's scarier that I saw on TikTok yesterday? This is this is aside. I heard of feral people. Apparently, in national parks in America, there are wild people. Totally off the grid. Like, just literally wild, feral people. And they are cannibals. Huh? <gasps> yes. I don't believe that. I don't believe it either, but I kind of hope it's true. Not the cannibal part. But. I've been to multiple national parks in America. I've never encountered a well, feral cannibal. Big. It's not like you went to the whole, you scanned the whole yeah, park. Yeah, true. I stayed to the trails. I do think to myself sometimes when I'm on the highway or something and you're in between small towns for, you know, like an hour and all you see is like nature around you for like, you know, hundreds of kilometers sometimes. It's like there's literally parts in that area where people have never been or like just haven't even like there's trees there no one's even seen that tree well i actually was i can't remember how i came about this but there's a like community in california like in the desert i think maybe it's nevada in the desert and they like live fully off the grid it's like a lot of people oh, and what? they have their own laws and systems that's and, a cult. And, and commerce systems yeah that's a cult but they don't like follow anyone like leader like, they're all cult. there. I think they started, like, homeless thing, and then they formed an actual community. That's a cult. Sounds like a cult to me. But doesn't a cult need a leader? Not necessarily. Some cults don't have a leader by name or by title, but there's an effective leader. Yeah, but there, I don't think there's any leader or, like, authority figure. Like, no police in their little Jeez. community. Like, they just... But, like, if someone steals from someone, they get kicked out. Like, it's, like, a weird... Kicked out or murdered. The only cult I'm would be a member of is The watch. Bling Ring. I just watched that movie again recently. The Bling Ring. Yeah, that's a fun cult. Dealing from celebrities. Ah, that's just silly fun. Anything else to say about your sewage woman? You'd think by the time you're in your 40s, you'd know not to go in in the sewer. Maybe there was something else going on there. I won't judge. Don't go in the sewer. Here's, here's a fun tip. Don't go in the sewer. Life <laughs> lesson. Call me crazy. Call me psychotic. Don't go in the sewer. <laughs> okay. My... Mm-hmm. Weird shit of the week is not that weird, but it has to do with Real Housewives, and I just think we need to discuss it because it just happened yesterday. Yeah. Two days ago? Yesterday? I don't know. This is recording as of March 31st. Here's the headline. Real Housewives star Jen Shaw arrested on federal fraud charges in connection to a nationwide telemarketing scam. (gasps) Oh, my God. And they were filming. I don't know if they were filming 
that's literally when she got arrested, but they're filming. I know. Well, you, you, did you hear the specifics? They no. were on, they were going on a uh, group trip to Colorado for season two of Salt Lake City. And Jen had to suddenly like left. And she said it was something to do with her husband. <laughs> her and her assistant left. And then hours later, like not even, not a day, like hours later. Okay. Can you not drink in the middle I'm of sorry. this? I'm sorry. <laughs> hours later, like a few hours later, the SWAT and FBI showed up to where they were filming, looking for her. And so they think that she got a call, like, tipping her off and left. But they obviously caught up to her. Like, where is she going to go? She was probably just going to, like, fucking, I don't know, burn papers. Her first assistant, which I think, did we see him on the show? Probably. Stuart Smith was also arrested. Jeez. And they've been officially charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering. It's an alleged nine-year scheme. Who are they stealing from or who are they defrauding? So it says that, um, I guess it's been going on for nine years, and it says that Shaw and Smith sold alleged services purporting to make the management of victims' businesses more efficient or profitable. So they were selling to elderly victims Ooh. Uh, to get their money, and then well, obviously old it was just rich a scam. people, or... So they were selling tax preparation help and website design services to elderly victims, many elderly victims who did not own a computer. Part of the scheme included Sean Smith allegedly trafficking lists of potential victims called leads. Many of the victims had already previously made an initial investment to create an online business with other participants in the scheme. I know that when I was reading this before, they said there are other co-conspirators, and my mind went to her husband right away, but it doesn't look like anything I'm seeing he's involved in any way. Honestly, fraud is such a weird criminal charge because, like, sometimes I'm like, this just sounds like a, this just sounds like business. Yeah. I'm like, okay, they contacted people who they thought would be most likely to buy their product. And like I said, if they're rich old people, I don't feel as bad. That being said, Jen. <laughs> Jen. Shaw Jen. and Smith. Shaw and Smith flaunted their lavish lifestyle to the public as a symbol of their success when in reality they allegedly built their opulent lifestyle at the expense of vulnerable working class people. Oh. Is that in, is that in the court brief or is that just in the That was article? a statement made by Peter C. Fitzhugh, special agent in charge. Mm, that's crazy. She's, oh, and uh, she's looking that's at... That's not like tax fraud either. She, that's fraud fraud. She's looking at a maximum sentence of 30 years if convicted. Well, she's not going to go to jail for 30 years. She won't. But that's still scary. Yeah. That's crazy. I definitely... Um, excited for season two. Like she's gonna get eighteen months. You think? Yeah. Excited for season two. Yes. I'm so (laughs) excited for whatever they make that episode into. Andy Cohen probably popped a bottle of champagne the second he read that. Straight up. (laughs) He was like, "Woohoo!" Straight up. Yeah, Yeah. that's scary though. Teresa Judice is not alone anymore. What did Teresa go to jail for? Tax fraud, right? Tax fraud. But she didn't really do anything. It was her husband. She was just. Her name was signed on everything. Um, she went away for a year and a half. I knew she went to jail. Yeah, she went to jail, came out, he went to jail, came out, was deported because he never got his American citizenship. Now he lives in Italy. But Teresa, <laughs> you're not alone. You have Jen Shaw. You can you know, start a club. You know what's so funny? I saw on Twitter, Jen last, like in the first season, some, she like retweeted someone saying like, oh, Jen's about to throw this glass across the table. And then Jen retweeted it, quote tweeting saying, Teresa walked so I could run. Oh, <laughs> foreshadowing. It's literally. Yeah. yeah, she probably knows so much about Teresa's time in prison. Because she oh was like, God. oh God, it's going to be me one day. Literal foreshadowing. That, or I feel like Jen, maybe she just didn't even know 
she was committing fraud. No, apparently there are like explicit messages from her to other co-conspirators. See, I feel like if I ever did a crime like that, I wouldn't even know that it was fraud. If I have been committing a crime like that for 10 years, the last thing I would do is go on reality television. Yeah, 100%. So. I would, you know, I don't know. I don't know how businesses work. I used to think insider trading was just, I used to tell people it should be legal because I didn't really understand. I was like, if you don't have information <laughs> as good as other people, then you're just bad That's at so talk. stupid. <laughs> you told my so teacher that day, we were talking about like Martha Stewart in high school. And I was, he was like, she went to jail for insider trading. I'm like, what's that? It's like when you get insider knowledge before other people do. And I'm like. Well, if you know it before other people know it, that's their fault, not yours. Yeah, that's their problem. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, they're just bad at stocks. You just need to get better at it then. (laughs) I knew Jen Shaw was crazy by the end of that first season. I didn't know she was this crazy. Jen Shaw, we would love to interview you. Jen Shaw, call us from jail. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say that. (laughs) Anyways. Today's topic, gay clubs. Gay clubs. Clubs. I have um, nightlife in general is like a weird, very almost sketchy and like seedy business. Like if you own a club, I'm kind of like criminal. Yeah. Clubs where like celebrities go to and stuff like the owner of that club probably has multiple like affiliations with gangs and like whatnot. Like I feel like drugs. That's a pretty broad assumption. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's true. (laughs) I mean, clubs are a huge vessel for drugs and drug trafficking. Yeah. Not huge drug trafficking, but I mean like where do people go to use drugs? Clubs. Where do people sell drugs? Probably also clubs. So I'm thinking, yeah, you can't really run a business 24-7 and then not pick up on those things. Our focus is going to be gay clubs. I know. I just want to talk about that real quick. Because we're gay. Gay clubs. Maybe not so much. Gay clubs may be more like a sex thing. (laughs) What? I just feel like... gay. You can't walk into a gay club bathroom without being like kind of concerned you're going to walk in on someone having sex. Yeah. Like, that is my prime concern. Or when a stall's being used for too long, I'm like, really, guys? Like, you're waiting in line. It's like, I just have to pee. <laughs> There's, like, three stalls here. Can you guys go somewhere else? Or just, like, finish up quick. Yeah, wrap it up. Wrap it up, literally. And, yeah, Save wrap it up, sex. literally. Yeah, they always have condoms in gay clubs. Yes, I and I club. doubt they get used. I just take them. I don't even never use them. I just take them. It's just good to have. Never know. Free shit? Don't for care real. what it is. Yeah. Why not? What was your first uh, gay club experience? Oh, on my 19th birthday when I went to XY. You were there. I was there. That club was so funny. I loved that club. It was so nice inside, but it was really dead. It was never that busy. Never busy. But it was like a nice space. I always big. And I loved flirting with the fucking doorman. I used to flirt with the doorman. Did you ever get his number? No. I understand why he wasn't interested. No, he was. That's the thing. Oh. Yeah, he was like, oh, you're younger than the current guy I'm seeing, blah, 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 and I'm a younger guy. And he was he was a weird dude. He was cute, though. I hope he's doing well. <laughs> Whatever his name is. I don't Tony, know. I hope you're doing well. He gave well. me G-name vibes, like Garrett or Gare. Gare, I hope you're doing well, baby. <laughs> Greg, even. Greg. Could be Greg. Greg, Gare, Gary, Gert. <laughs> Gert. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Gert, yeah. we wish you the best. <laughs> you're ever listening to this, Gert? Hey. I can't remember my first gay club experience. Did you go out for your 19th birthday? Yeah, but to Tap House. 
Oh, I mean, for those of you who don't know, Tap House is um, in the heart of Surrey. Yeah. It's a three floor. Or two no, floors. Two floors. Two and a half. Two and a half floors. <laughs> I've never been. <laughs> it's like, it's very, it's a straight bar and it operates as a pub, but then on weekends goes to like a club vibe. It's not good. It's very much, it gives us very much local energy. Local I mean? energy. Locals not good. only. But I guess, I can't, I literally cannot remember the first time I went to a gay club. Celebrities, maybe? Am I that old that I can't? You're literally 23. But I can't look back. <laughs> you know. uh, like, I'm, do I have early onset Alzheimer's? <laughs> That'd be, like, the earliest case in existence. Have you ever been to a gay club? <laughs> <laughs> I can't fuck. I can't fucking remember the first time I went to a gay club. It was probably on Pride, because your birthday's around then. Oh, yeah. Well, then it would have been celebrities. Yeah, the, we're in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And um, there's a total of three real gay clubs. Aren't there more? Well, let's think of the gay clubs in Vancouver. Junction. Number one. Best and known. 1181. That's a bar. But yeah, I guess. For sure. For um, Pump Jack. Pump Jack. Thank you. And then that one with the karaoke. Numbers. Oh, Numbers. Yeah. And then celebrities used to be a gay club. Now, now it's, it's a straight club. Now it just... Yeah. Who... who as a gay person, goes to celebrities to say, I'm going to go to a gay club. No, celebrities is, I think, for straight people when they're like, I want to go to a gay club. And then they go to celebrities and it's just like... <laughs> I don't even think anymore. Club. I think people just go to celebrities for fucking EDM. Yeah. EDM and overpriced drinks and way too expensive cover. Yeah, celebrities sucks ass. Boo! Boo. Fuck you, celebrities! Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I miss the club. Yeah, we're really aching for the club, aching for some bacon. I used to really, when I was younger, like first 19, I used to hate the club. I used to be like, it's expensive, it's loud, can't talk to anyone, they play stupid music. And you know why I hated the club? Because I never went to a good one. I went to like shitty clubs that would play Drake and you had to pay 15 bucks to get in and then you spend $12 on a drink that tastes like shit. And it's just dudes grinding on girls. It's like, God, I'm back in Literally. high school, but in, it's worse and more expensive. Well, I think that I agree because I think I waited a long time until I went to a gay club. Yeah. I didn't really start going to gay clubs exclusively until I was like 20, 21. Yeah, like a couple years ago. Yeah. I went to a lot of straight clubs with my like friends mm -hmm. who just wanted to go to straight clubs because they're straight girls. Mm -hmm. And... They're, they fucking suck. And I the feel like, longer. I feel like I just associated clubs with sucking until yeah. I started going to gay clubs yeah. and having fun. And then yeah. I was like, no, straight clubs just suck. For real. Guys pay more to get in. What's the most you've ever paid for cover? I would say 20, but the most I've been asked to pay for cover was $40 and I didn't go in. That's like weird. insane. Literally. And it was like 10 bucks for girls. And I'm like, oh my God. You go to Junction, five bucks, seven bucks. Even then, I'm like, okay, whatever, but. <laughs> Since I started going to gay clubs only, like, I will not go to a straight club. I'll have to, I'll go for other people's birthday. <laughs> Honestly, like, not even. If it's their birthday, I'll be like, okay, I'll go. Not even. I mean, straight clubs in general are just bad, but I guess for clarity's sake, for people who might not really have experienced both of them, what is different about a gay club? I feel like a gay club is, to me, feels a lot more, I don't even know how to say it, like just a lot more welcoming to mm -hmm. me. And that's not to say that messed up 
shit doesn't happen at gay clubs because oh, it yeah. does. But as a gay person going to a gay club, it especially feels a lot more for sure like weird, but not in like a bad way. Like a lot more just accepting and like come as you are type of vibe, which is you know historically how gay clubs have been. Yeah, because obviously gay clubs, gay clubs in like I think eighteen eighty five was that first gay club. Yeah, in France. And God, France. And obviously being gay, as we've talked about on episodes, and as everyone just yeah, fucking knows. In case you didn't realize, we're actually gay guys. <laughs> <laughs> but being gay, obviously, um, back then, illegal, big time illegal. Yeah. So these underground gay bars started as kind of like a safe space. And I feel like that safe space is still kind of the vibe I get from gay clubs. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I mean, well, if we're talking about like, I think inherently like the what makes a gay club different is the gay people. Yes, of course. I had this whole discussion with someone one time and it was like, any club that is not a gay club is by definition a straight club. Yeah. Because to have a gay club implies the existence of a straight club. Yeah. And what defines a gay club, I think, is gay people. Did they disagree? Yeah, he was like, no way, like, these aren't straight clubs, they're just clubs. And I'm like, okay, but how is it different than a gay club? Uh, Just being a club in, you know, a world that operates heteronormatively, is that the word? Yeah, heteronormatively. Is a a straight club. Literally, you just don't call it that because that's just normal. It just is a club to you. Anyways, but for me, what I love about gay clubs is the fact that, one, there's... They're not as busy. I mean, they're still busy, but they're not as busy as straight clubs because there's fewer gay people. Mm -hmm. They're cheaper to get in because they're not as busy. They play better music because, you know, pop music. Duh. It's better than fucking hearing every Drake song over and over and over again. And gay guys. I mean, you know, sometimes it's nice to get hit on. I never get hit on in person unless it's at a gay club. Well, I know that a lot of women like to go to gay clubs, too, because they don't get hit on. And that's yeah. obviously all that happens to them at straight clubs. For real. I actually have something I want to get your opinion on. Okay. And I might have told you about it before, but I had a conversation with a friend about, like, this idea of safety in a gay club and a straight club. And mm-hmm. how a lot of women go to gay clubs because it feels like a safer environment. They won't get hit on. Mm-hmm. Most likely. I was explaining when I go out, because I was telling her I don't want to go to straight clubs anymore, like, Uh period. And I was like, when I go to a straight club, like, I feel uncomfortable. I don't necessarily feel safe. And it's not that I expect something bad to happen, but I feel like when you're queer in, like, a a very heterosexual space, there's just... Yeah. always that in the back of your mind that some straight douche could do something do something or like try to start something and so it doesn't I don't necessarily feel safe in a straight club and like I will change what I'm wearing if I'm going to a straight club like I, I and that's just like a shitty thing like I don't want to have to do that and she tried to make the argument that that's how a straight man would feel in a gay club and I disagreed so are much. you kidding me so are much. you kidding me you know this is my good friend she'll probably listen to this hey girl <laughs> but I just think that's ridiculous. and I, I think that is absurd. And I think I changed your mind a little bit. I think that is a little, yeah, really apples to oranges. I would understand a gay guy might, or a straight guy might feel uncomfortable in a gay club strictly for the fact that they're never put in a position where they are subject to men the same way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like That's what I told her. I was like, a, a gay guy or a straight guy, sorry, going to a gay club mm-hmm. is going to feel like how women feel in a straight club. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a chance you're going to get hit on. Yeah. 
by someone you're not interested in. Yeah. And, and there's a slight chance that they might be a little bit pushier. Yeah. And you'll be uncomfortable. So, exactly. So what does that say? Which is not good. Not good. But it is not the same. I told, yeah, when I'm in a straight club, it's more like just very, like I'm the odd one out. You know mm. what I mean? Even if it's not explicit or whatever, it's still just weird. Like guys and girls are treated as straight guys, straight girls in straight clubs. And it's a very different way to be treated in general. Like guys feel this like weird, they get this douchey alpha mentality where they have to show up other guys. And yeah. even if they don't know you're gay or not, they just treat men differently. And it's just, it's uncomfortable in so many different ways. And it's just not fun. It's not enjoyable. And then not only that, like you said, being gay and just being surrounded by so many straight men in particular you feel a little concerned like someone could just, you know, you have these big groups of dudes who are half the time coked out of their mind, yeah. super drunk, aggressive, mm-hmm. and just ignorant. And it's like, God. Yeah, it's just like never knowing if something's going to happen. Like, yeah. is someone going to pick up that I'm gay and they don't like gay people and they're going to try to start something? Yeah. Even if they don't physically harm you, even if they like try to start something verbally, like no one wants to spend their night out that way. Like, I'm Literally. not going to the club for that reason. No. So I avoid straight clubs 100% of the time. Yeah. Like, it's your birthday? Cool. Have fun. <laughs> I'll go if it's your birthday. I'll still go sometimes. But also, like, the when girls go, like, half the time they get free shit. And I'm like, cool. They'll give me True. some free shit, you know? True. Like, the only times I've... The best times I've had at straight clubs were when I went with friends who, like, knew people who, like, had, like, tables and, like, bottle service. And I was just getting free drinks. And I was getting, like, drunk on someone else's dollar. I was like, cool. But you've gotten free shit at gay club before, haven't you? I'm actually never... I mean, that's not true. One, one time someone bought me a drink on my birthday yeah. when we were, like, at the bar. But, like, when I'm at a gay club, I don't really talk to guys in general. I just spend time with my friends that I'm there with. Exactly. And I just dance to good music. I do flirt with the DJ a lot, actually. That's Just usually... to get them to play your songs? Yeah. When they play my song, I'll go up and then I'll be like, thank you so much for playing my song. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many notes on my phone that are just a song title and an artist. Like, 1999, Charlie XCX. And I just hold it up to the DJ. Literally. <laughs> until they play it. I mean, we were going to Junction quite frequently before the world shut down. Yeah, yeah. Love that place. Miss that place. Oh. What was the last time you went to the club? Mine, I believe, was, um, I think it was after, like, a work thing. Oh, no, 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 no. It was with Abby, I'm pretty sure. I actually don't know. I used to go all the time. I used to go, like, literally every weekend. My last time was at a straight club, which is unfortunate. Oh, really? That's sad. I know. For... Mine was Junction, My so. friend's birthday. Me saying I won't go for your birthday. I will go for your birthday. <laughs> I went for her birthday, and it was um, a really small, like, champagne lounge. I don't even remember what it was called. Really small. In downstairs in Yaletown? Oh, Pierre's? Yes. Oh, God. I hate It Pierre's. was... No cover, because I think she got us a table or something. I don't really know. But drinks were so expensive. Drinks were so expensive. And it was, like, very bougie vibe. And there was some famous rapper there that everyone was freaking out about. I had no idea who he was. See, that's the shit I hate about street clubs, is there's this weird social climbing, social hierarchy. Yeah. You want to be looking so cool. It's, like, so high school. And I was having (sighs) a miserable time. Sorry if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just like straight clubs just make me uncomfortable, yeah. was, especially because it was such a small space and just not the vibe. And I actually was just literally like sitting at the table, like okay, like I didn't know any of the songs. Yeah. And then some girl at the table next to me was actually super sweet and gave me a lot of her alcohol. Oh, that's see, that's super, the best part, right? Yeah, super nice girl. More tequila, more. But fun. bummer that that was my last experience. That was literally less than a week, I think, until shit hit the fan. So my, I remember actually my, I don't remember my last experience. I remember the last time I could go. And that was one time these people from, this was people from work were going for like Brat Pack or some drag show at Junction. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, like I should, I shouldn't spend my money. Like, and I've been going out so much and just getting so crazy all the time. Like I need to chill out. And I was like, it'll just be, you know, like COVID's around, but I'll go like next week or something. And this was like right immediately prior to everything getting shut down. And then sure enough, it was like, fuck, fuck. That was my last chance to go. Into That's so annoying. That's another thing about gay clubs is drag shows, which are just so much fun. I know. Drag great shows. Great entertainment. Great entertainment. Great music. Yeah. Like a straight club. Where's really? the entertainment? Literally. The only straight, like the only cl- straight club I like is now shut down, actually. What was it? The bourbon. Oh, yeah. The bourbon was, like, a whole other... <laughs> a whole other thing. Like, a whole other crowd. <laughs> I would... Yeah, I wouldn't even call it a club. They used to... This place called The Bourbon, they used to have people, like, you know, go a couple blocks around it, and, and they'd have out... They'd be handing out tickets that say free cover, and they... For the bourbon. Is there cover at The Bourbon? <laughs> exactly. There's no cover at The Bourbon. <laughs> Sometimes there is. Sometimes there is. Sometimes it was, like, $3. Oh, wow. Yeah. But this place had, like, huge Jenga. It had pool. Karaoke. It had karaoke. So fun. It had cages you could dance in. So it had, fun. Yeah, arcade games. Huge, it was great. too. Very big. It was big. a big place. Cheap drinks. And just, like, weird, they proud. Used to, they used to have... My sisters told me about this. They used to have a mechanical bull. Oh, wow. Can you imagine? And now they've shut down thanks to COVID-19. Yeah, that's so sad. The bourbon was just... Ugh. Hopefully they come back. Community legend. What was your worst clubbing experience? Mine? <laughs> Is it the one I'm thinking of? Does it involve me, yeah. Charlie XCX, and okay. an alleyway? Yeah. <laughs> and Denny's? So this was... This was the, my worst club experience, personally. <laughs> Probably also my worst... I mean retrospectively, one of my worst experiences going out, but me and Chase went to the Charlie XCX concert and got pretty tipsy at the concert, and then it was a Friday. Great concert. Amazing. So much fun. I almost... I'm sure this guy almost punched me in the face because I was, like, dancing so aggressively behind this man and, like, yelling, like, song lyrics. Like, I was just so hyped. And he was, like... We were, like, two people from the state, like, from the, the fence or whatever, and he was recording the whole concert, wasn't even dancing, wasn't even vibing, and I'm just like, yes, Charlie, yes, like, screaming. But that's what you're supposed to do at a concert. So I know, it, but he kept turning uh-huh. around and giving me, like, such a look. He's like, yeah. anyways, then we went to Junction afterwards, and then I don't remember anything for multiple hours, but I woke up. Well, let me tell what happened from my perspective. Let me tell what happened. We'll reveal where Liam was after you hear from me. We get to Junction. We are both drunk at that point. Yeah. We are definitely both drunk at that point. And we have a good time for, what, a couple hours? I don't know. Whatever, however long it was. And it was great Junction fun. And then we're dancing on the stage of this wonderful gay bar. Yeah. Having a great time. And then... 
you go and start talking to this cute man. Oh, he was cute. He was a cute man. Oh, that's good. I remember thinking, like, I was like, yeah, okay, like, go for it. And then you guys went to the bar to get a drink, and that was the last time I saw you. (laughs) I don't remember. I was dancing alone, I mean, with other people, but I didn't know them, and then you were gone, and I was like, um, okay, like, I thought you were outside with him, so I went and checked outside, and then you weren't outside, and I was like, um, okay, so I went to the bartender, what's his name again? I don't Very know. Very nice guy. We saw him when we went to Junction in the summer. Jake? I think that's it. Jake. Jake, you're a gem. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he told me that you guys did get a drink and that was the last time he saw you. But that he, he was like, that was like an hour ago at this point. I was like, yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> so I went and asked the bouncer and he was like, yeah, they left. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was calling Liam so many times. So many calls. No answer. And the real kicker is I was staying at Liam's place this evening. <laughs> yeah. I He was living in Vancouver. I was not. And I was staying yeah. at his place. I had no way home. I was drunk out of my mind. I had no way into Liam's apartment. It just vanished. Disappeared. So I went to the alleyway and I cried. <laughs> I cried because I didn't know what I was going to do. I was stranded. And I remember this drag queen came up and was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I can't find my friend. I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight. And they were like, okay, good luck. <laughs> I love that. Okay, you're fine. And they gave me a hug. Aw. They're just like, oh. <laughs> so anyways, called my boyfriend. He drove me home, thankfully. I called my brother because he lived in Vancouver, too. He didn't answer. Eventually, I finally got through to my boyfriend who picked me up and drove me home. Will never let me live that down. And now, didn't hear from Liam until the morning. Where were you, Liam? I woke up. It was like 5.45 a.m. I was like a block down the street at Denny's, and I just woke up at the table. I had no food in front of me. I had no bill in front of me. And I was like, what the fuck? I had so many missed calls from Chase. I was like, I got to go home. And I had no idea what happened in those four or five hours. Which I remember is- I remember someone telling me, you're too drunk, you're going to get kicked out. Or something along those lines. And I couldn't remember if it was a Denny's worker, if it was a man or a woman or what. But I was at Denny's. And like as <laughs> crazy and like funny this story is, it's also kind of scary. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Like, have you ever blacked out for that long? Like, five hours? Four hours? No, never. I must have fallen asleep, though. I think it was asleep. I don't know. You don't know how you got to the Denny's? You don't remember leaving the club? Like, I don't even remember this man. Like, that's scary. (laughs) Like, who knows what happened? I just remember dancing on the stage. Or, like, almost happened. And then I was like, bye. Yeah, so clubs are also, can be dangerous. You gotta be careful. careful. Yeah. Be careful. Buddy system, always. I never understand. This is a thing I've seen on, like, shows and, like, even some friends in real life. And they, like, go out with people and then they don't all leave together. And, like, what do you... Yeah. You guys are not going all home together or, like, you're not going back to one place or something. Like, I went out for this girl's birthday one time and I was, like, okay... Um, like this one girl's like, I'm going to be leaving soon. I'm going to be leaving soon. The other girl, like the birthday girl was still there. I was like, I'll stay with you. And she's like, no, 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 it's fine. Like I'm with these guys. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like scary. Literally. I was like, what? No, I feel like if you, you should go with your friends and leave with your friends. Yeah. Even though Liam did not do that. Yes. 
I did not do that that time. <laughs> he has apologized many times. Of course, absolutely. I feel really bad for Chase. I felt so bad literally when I woke up. I was like, oh no, what did I do? Another time me and Liam got in a really big fight. We don't need to go into that one. <laughs> but me and Liam just have a lot of interesting clubbing stories together at this point. Yeah, all in Vancouver, honestly, which is a very small club scene. I actually, there was one time I almost got kicked out of a club because some mans attacked me. Don't you? You were kicked out because he attacked you? I was at a straight club. Ugh. I don't know if I should be more traumatized about this than I am, but we were, I was at a straight club and this was another gay man and he was oh. talking to me and he was nice. So we were talking and then he just started like trying to make out with me. Like, like he was really drunk, like really coming uh. on. And I was like, ah! And a bouncer saw at the same time and removed us both because he saw he thought we were like too gay fornicating or? or something. Oh my god! And it was like really dramatic. And then I had I like explained what happened and they let me back in and then he left. Jeez, not weird. I think I've only ever actually probably two or three times that I've like made out with someone at a club, and each time I'm like, God. In the morning, I I'm like, have Why video. Did I, do? <laughs> I have video. Stay tuned to the Instagram this no! week. Stay no! tuned. <laughs> That guy was not cute. <laughs> no, but I was really drunk. One and time his, ma- you were making out with him and his friend, I was like, he's not cute. And I was like, Liam, this is not for you. And then his friend who he was with, like this weird little short woman, was like, no, let them go. Let them do their thing. We'll just hang out here and watch. He tasted and we were like, like cigarettes. Uh, yeah, like he looked time. like he would taste like cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever, like, gotten someone's number from a club? Or have you really even been, like, single at a club? No. I literally, since I've turned 19, I've been in a relationship. Ugh. So I've never been single in a club, but I've had drinks purchased for me. I will not say no to a free drink. One time I got this guy's number at a club. We were like dancing together and he was like, let's hang out tomorrow. Let's go get brunch. I was like, no, let's go get fa. We're going to go get fa tomorrow. I was so drunk. I was like telling him all about fucking soup. I was like, this place has the best soup. Did you and- ever see him again? No, he was just visiting from Seattle, so I I didn't. He he was gone after a couple of days. I think I still follow him on Instagram though. Oh, that's romantic. But he was cute. He was actually cute. Do you remember Douglas? Did soup. Do you oh, remember I remember Douglas? Douglas. Yeah, Douglas was this old man. He was a romantic at the gay club, and he <laughs> took a liking to me, and he bought me a drink. Yeah. Um, which I will not say no to. I don't care how old you are. Like. Yeah. It's free drink is free drink. It doesn't mean I owe you anything. And I was trying to like, just like slowly get away from him. And he was like following me, staring at me and Liam and our other friend and like recording us, recording us. So it got really weird really quick, but the drink was delicious. (laughs) Drink was free. Thank you, Dougie. The thing is, the junction is it's like a free drink is worth $9. Like that's, it's a, and a double, you know what I mean? Yeah. For a club, that's pretty cheap. I do have um, one other worst club experience. This wasn't mine. This was my sister's, really. But And we went to a Mexican, like, resort when we were younger. And, like, they had a club that you could go to. And they were teenagers, and they went to it, and they were telling me about it. And they were, like, everyone in there was, like, 40. They were playing, like, the weirdest music. It was, like, on the actual hotel property. And it just sounded horrible. And I was like, oh, God. Do you think that after COVID, like, clubbing will be the same? It will be for me. It's. I think it's just going to take a long time to get there. This summer. It's going to be the summer. Okay, that's a little optimistic. They're going to open Junction in August. Oh, I didn't know you were in charge of that. They are. Okay. They are. Okay. Great. 
Cool. Awesome. See you there. Great. I'll be there day one. What would your ideal club have? You have asked me this before. Have I? I feel yeah. like this is a question Abby would ask. You and Abby have both asked me this before. <laughs> and um, I don't know. Like, what do you mean ideal club? I've never thought about designing I mean, a like, club. I don't know. Like, What's your ideal club? I think it would be... I think it would have multiple levels and areas to it. Um, I think a ball pit would be cool. Yeah. I'd also like to see, like, more of a seating area. Yeah, why is there never area. enough seating at a club? I know, for real. You go and try and sit down somewhere, it's like, oh, God, it's a whole ordeal. You have to buy a table or something. Like, just let people sit for a minute, you know? Literally. Have a little, or just a little swing, like some cool, XY had those cool yeah, swings. Yeah, that's why, like, XY, they had a really awesome swings. And, and they had that whole area. other seating area. I know, it not was like, like a, private tables. Just and it's not sit. like it's quiet, it's still loud. No, yeah, literally, just when you need to chill for a sec. Yeah, I don't want a pool table, I think pool tables are tacky. I don't like chandeliers, I think that's tacky. I love a lit up bar, I think that'd be really of cool. Course. Like a glowy bar. Yeah. And two bars. Is this a gay club? Oh, no. It's a straight club. <laughs> God, who do you think I am? A patio would be nice. Covered, too. We're in Vancouver. I'm not. I, I, this, you've given you us a lot You need a little area. You need a little area to catch no, up. No, I agree. It's hot in a club. And for the smokers. And for the, <laughs> No smoking at Liam's club. <laughs> Weed only. Weed and vapes. And it has to be outside. Yeah. And I don't even support vapes, actually. Maybe no. not even vapes. I've never weird. thought about my ideal club. No. Really cool bathroom. Cool. <laughs> just like, really awesome. I'm getting the whole picture here. Um. <laughs> and a free stage. I love a stage that I can also dance on. That's a, another great part about Junction is stage, the stage is yeah. open to anyone. Stage is great. And no one goes on it. So, of course, I'm going to go I on know. it. I know. I love the stage at Junction. Literally, me and Abby would be up there dancing our ass up. Nobody else on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about, like, nightlife in general is I feel like it's good in, like, moderation. (laughs) Some people, especially if they work in nightlife and then they also go there for fun, like, it can become, like, kind of consuming. And it's kind of a toxic environment. Like, a lot of drugs. I've been offered a ton of drugs at Junction. And um, can lead to a really bad... Yeah, and things are scary. They literally scare the shit out of me. Yeah, so, like, being safe when you go out is, like, a big thing I want to emphasize. Yes. Clubs are great and fun if you're smart and responsible, but, Mm -hmm. like, it's... Go with your friends. Leave with your friends. Don't take drinks that haven't been poured in front of you for you. Yep. Never put your drink down. Yep. Um, drink lots of water. Literally. Perfect checklist. Yes. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about fucking clubs. Yeah, we weren't very streamlined. Well, they said conversational. Me still defensive. (laughs) (laughs) I just missed the club. I missed the club. I want to go back. I'm ready to go back. I will go back. And I'm glad we talked about the difference between gay clubs and straight clubs, because I feel like maybe some straight people out there are not that we have straight listeners. Yeah. (laughs) Some straight people out there don't understand that there's like a a very important distinction. Like it's not just a straight club, but gay. It's like, it's a very special space. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. And just the whole vibe's different. Yeah, and I feel like that's just important to acknowledge because I've had friends get mad at me when I don't want to go to a straight club, and I don't think they understand those really key differences that Mm. can make a person who's not straight or non-binary feel super uncomfortable in a straight-dominant space, especially when the whole fucking world that we live in is a straight-dominated space. True that. So let me go to the fucking gay club. Yeah. The end. I'll go to straight bars, straight clubs. That's a whole other world. Uh, time for song of the week. My song is a little clubby and oh, very gay. Clubby. Mine's called Regina George 
by Kiyunchi, uh, that kid, and Aisha Erotica. And it's like all about Regina George. Oh, I remember this. What's your go-to song that takes you back to the club? 1999 Charlie XCX or Mine by Slater. Yep. Because those are the songs I request the most. Those are the songs he requests every time. Yeah. So I associate them with the club as well. But also it's been a year now. Like I realistically, it would be a different song now if the clubs had been open. Like it would have been something like Stupid Love or... Or Rain On Me. The fact that me. we haven't been able to hear any of Chromatica in the club. And no now, Doja Cat. I haven't heard yeah, and now Actually, that's not true. They played Say So a couple yeah, times. Yeah, and now like so many other songs are coming out that I'm like, this in the club would slap. Mm-hmm. And like, there's just going to be too much when we go back. Are they going to forget about Rain On Me when we go back? God, you know what's going to happen? We're going to go to the club for the first time and it's going to be a DJ who just plays like Madonna. I'd ask for my money back. Straight up. <laughs> this was horrible. I want my cover back. <laughs> Us returning to the club when we're 32 at this point, at this rate. <laughs> Anyways, what's your song, bitch? My song this week, mm-hmm. which you've probably heard, maybe not, is Hit Me Where It Hurts. Never heard of it. By Caroline Polachek. Oh, I've heard that name. Hit Me Where It Hurts by Caroline Polachek. I actually like her. Can you sing some? I can play some. No, can you sing it? No. I like it. Yeah. I like pop music that goes crazy. No, yeah, it's not gonna be like that. Yeah, Caroline Polachek just discovered her thanks to our friend, Dallas. Mm. Yeah, Dallas showed me this song. I really liked it. I've been listening to it all week. Thank you for listening to episode nine. This is our last single digit episode. We become a preteen next week. Or is 10 a preteen? I don't think so. 10? No. 10 to 12, preteen? 12 is a preteen. Just one year? 12 and 12, yeah. We okay, we just become an older child next <laughs> older week. <laughs> Double digits, baby. Double digits. Uh, yeah. Thank you to our sponsors. Those were our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find us on Instagram at two servings pod or you can email us at two servings pod at gmail.com. Yeah. If you're able to, please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. You're obviously able to. Like, if you're able to. If you're not able to, how are you listening to this podcast? Because some places don't have reviews. Oh. Please leave us a review on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast from. We'll see you next week for episode 10. I'm Liam Ponzini. What? I'm just saying my name. Like, you know, like a newscaster. Oh, like signing off? Yeah. Signing off. This is Liam Ponzini. Okay, bye. Are you going to do yours? Oh, I wasn't going to. Wow. Well, what? what? Well, okay. This, end it. This is Chase. <laughs> See you later. Bye, everyone. Have a great summer. What? <laughs>